0: Roto how's it going out there Pete Davidson here with a fresh edition of the Rotobomb podcast it's Sunday morning so we're talking DFS uh, anybody looking for uh, seasonal rankings are up on the site updated them last night uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to the written version of yesterday's show that we're gonna do now but man I fell asleep and I slept for like almost two hours Qu- quite honestly it was freaking magical anyway um, my voice is a little hurting, but it's 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 not too bad. Uh, my wife told me it's it's not painful to listen to, so I'm gonna go for it here. Made it through the show with Hack, um, and this is gonna be a quick podcast. I really hope that we're not here for more than, say, 20 minutes, because I know you guys wanna listen and get to your lineup construction. Um, I just wanna put my two cents in um, on where I'm at today. Uh, I was able to do a fair amount of research um, this week, and. Uh, definitely we don't have time for a slate walk, and quite frankly, um, as you heard on the intro, <laughs> uh, the wind is a big factor. And I let it play for a good minute because I wanted to get to that part with uh, no change in the weather, no change for me. Um, right now the wind is fairly oppressive. Uh, for those of you who are quick on your feet, nimble, who like to make last-minute lineups, I do think checking in on the weather, it's a... 1145 or something like that see if we see any changes if we see down ticks particularly um, in Cincinnati if that if that projected uh, wind starts coming in around 15 instead of 20 plus uh, I might start uh, getting into the Cincinnati half of that game and perhaps adding a few lineups or changing some of my stacks around a little bit because uh, I really like that game that game was really going to be a big part of my week um, and at this point, Um, I'm going, you know, when I first saw this week's slate, um, obviously I was on Cam earlier in the week, you know, I don't think I have the guts for Cam, although I still think in GPPs there's definitely ways you could, uh, use Cam and end up being very profitable. I, I don't, I'm not doing that many lineups, uh, this week. So really the, the Titans at Bengals really had a lot of my attention and Raiders at Cleveland as well, um but you know my take on Tennessee from the start was that Henry can kill this game. Um, I, I have a note that I wrote down Wednesday afternoon it just says Henry eats Tennessee Cincy he game. Um, and I've sort of stuck with that all week and now with the weather you know I the one thing about it is I don't think this is going to be an original move, but I just think it's 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 the percentage play here um and I'm not having trouble getting to Henry in a lot of my lineups so I'm sort of, betting against the game by betting on Henry, hoping that he has a big day, uh, that he pays off for his price, and, you know, turns the game into sort of an ugly game. Um, You know, I was really high on A.J. Brown. I was really high on Tannehill. I was high on Burrow and and doing stacks back and forth in this game. I'm still open-minded on it, but right now most of my action in this game is Henry. Um, And then the other game that I'm really playing, and this isn't going to be a surprise, uh is san francisco at seattle um everything looks good to me on that game the players who would slow it down aren't really playing i don't think i if carson does play he's a game time decision if he does play i don't see how he could be a real big factor the guys have been practicing really over the last two weeks very much um so i you know we talked about it on the show this morning with me and hack i think they're just playing games i think it's going to be dj dallas and homer um And I don't know that I'm going to be betting. I want to bet on DJ Dallas, actually. I couldn't even finish that sentence. Um, And I do have a couple DJ Dallas lineups built with the ability to pivot. Uh, There's a couple ways you can pivot. The easiest straight pivot is to just, um, if you find out that DJ Dallas is a bad play, you could pivot to Tevin Coleman if you can build in a little bit more money. There's some other good options there. Uh, There's some receivers you could... uh, You could pivot to, I mean, there's a bunch of guys at 4K. Um, Just look at the numbers. You can pivot to them. Hunter Henry's one. Um, But what I want to do here is just sort of go through where I'm at with my plays, what most of my lineups are going to look like, and maybe I'll, I'll help you guys to a couple of shortcuts, maybe a couple of ideas you haven't had yet. You know, we'll see. Let's see what we can do. So... Starting off, my, I have a core four at my running backs this week. If you look at all my lineups, I think 80% of them will only have these running backs in. Now, there's some other running backs I'll consider that I think are decent plays for cost consideration to complete a lineup. I will consider some other backs, but, but these four, Henry, you know, I just mentioned it. Kareem Hunt is the other, not worried about the weather. The weather could help Hunt increase, um, not necessarily share, but volume. Um, Le'Veon Bell is another one of my core four, and this could be an emotional thing for me, so, you know, you know, take it for what it's worth, uh, I just feel that Bell's going to be at his best, he's on a great team now, he's playing a terrible team, and I, you know, I'd be surprised if Andy Reid didn't find a way to get this guy a touchdown, um, so I think Lev Bell, I mean, would I play Lev Bell if he was at 55? I don't know, I haven't really had to think about it very much, um, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, he's sitting there at... Gosh, I should have this off the top of my head. I think it's 46. Uh, let me just confirm. I want to confirm. Yes. Yeah, Lev Bell's 46. Um, so Henry, Cream Hunt, Lev Bell, and then Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams at 6,100. Now, Williams is up this week. There's some mild, mild concern that we see more of the big back this week, potentially at the goal line. I don't think... Williams is a lock, but I think he's one of the safer plays out there, Um, and in this game where I think Green Bay probably gets a lead, he's going to be getting, you know, pretty much all of the passing game from a running back perspective, but then I also think he's the guy they trust more, so I think he'll probably get most of the closing work. I think Jamal is a really good play this week, so Hunter Henry, Kareem Hunt, Lev Bell, Jamal Williams, those are sort of my core four at running backs, and then Around those core four running backs, I'll be stacking. Um, And my stacks are going to be Lamar. Um, You know, right now I've got three Lamar teams. It may stay that way. I'm not, I don't plan on building more than, say, 12 teams this week. Uh, Russ Wilson, I've already got a. three Russell teams Um, Jimmy G who is right now my most stacked quarterback (laughs) oh pray for me Uh, but look I mean this matchup is so good for the pass they don't have the running backs to be a volume run team even if they wanted to come in and slow it down I don't think it would make much sense to do that the running backs they are going to be playing this week all have good passing down ability so this just feels like a game where even the running backs are going to be doing more pass catching than than running that's true I think on both sides of the ball Um, So I really like this game for its chance to, even though it's a divisional game, even though there's some familiarity here, this game could hit big just because of the matchups and the fact that both of these teams really want this game. Um, So you stack with Garoppolo, you save so much money. He's 54 in this matchup. It's not that hard to get to Kittle um, and Ayuk. The trick is Kittle, Ayuk, plus one of the big Seahawks guys is tough. You have to find some ways to pay down, and that's where guys like Lev Bell come in so like in my lamar uh, in my rust stacks and um in my lamar stacks you'll probably see more lev bell um and then uh in jimmy g um sometimes i don't need it as often it depends it jimmy g with kittle and a locket or a metcalf i probably need him um And then the other one I'm considering, uh, he was going to probably be my most stacked quarterback, um, Joe Burrow. Not sure about Burrow now. Um, I have one Burrow team built. I may get off it. I may add a couple more. It really depends what shakes out uh, over the next two hours, to be honest with you. So we've got my core four running backs. We've got the four quarterbacks that I'm probably going to stack off. Definitely three. Maybe Burrow is a fourth. what else do we really want to hit while we're here? Uh, and I told you, I want to get you guys out in, ten, in 20 minutes. I want to sort of load you with some good information, hopefully give you a couple ideas you didn't have, and then get you on to building lineups. Um, some standalone plays that I'm considering, whether I'm stacking those teams or not. Um, Kamara. Now, is gonna really be sort of a price-based thing. If I can actually get to Kamara, if I, you know, my, when I, the lineup's where I'm gonna fade Henry, because I don't wanna do Henry in every single lineup, I may go to Kamara. Um, you know, Kamara's on the menu, really not sure what my total exposure is gonna be, but look, everybody and their mother's telling you about this paradigm, it's a true thing. When Michael Thomas is out, Kamara just eats. So we got to remember that. The other running back I'm thinking about as a cost saver is Miles Gaskin in that same area, Swift. Um, and then um, Taylor, Taylor for the Colts, 6,600 in a pretty good matchup. I have not been impressed with the film I'm seeing on Taylor. But all he needs is a couple creases and he can go off. So I think some exposure there in GPPs makes sense. Um, when it comes to the receivers, my standalone guys that I want to get up to, whether I'm you know, working any kind of correlation or not, uh, Devontae, which is going to be tough, um, and then Keenan Allen. There's a couple more, a couple more, but those are the key ones. Um, some of my guys that are in stacks also can come out of stacks. Like, you know, I really want to use a lot of Ayuk. Uh, I'm not afraid to use Ayuk out of stack. Um, and then tight ends. Uh, Janu I will hit outside of a stack. Hunter Henry I will use outside of a stack. And Kittle as well. Um, defenses uh, that I'm using this week. The Chiefs are a great play, but at 4,500, that's a lot. I like the Packers at 2,900. I like the Titans a lot at 3K, working with my Henry stacks uh, in a windy environment, rookie quarterback. Uh, I like the Saints' defense in the wind against Foles, 3,400 units. Uh, I like the Rams against the rookie quarterback, 3,800 units. Uh, I like the Browns um, at home. Um, and this is really, I don't think the Raiders is necessarily a bad offense, and, you know, I think Gruden tends to draw things up well. Carr isn't really a turnover machine, so, uh, you know, on, there's a reason they're 2600 but I think um, at home, in a windy game, a lot of talent on the Browns' side of the ball, 2600 if you're looking to pay down. If you need to pay down even more, um, I think the Fish at $2,400 uh, at home, um, I don't love it, but 2400 what are you going to do? Um, And what else? Let's see here. Uh, Cost savers. And you know what? This is a good one because there are a lot of, salary guys I'd like to get in my lineups. I, I like the idea of getting Devonte in and Kamara in. I like the idea of using Kittle at my tight end spot. I like the idea of using Lamar and Russ this week. So to do that, you need some guys who are cheap. Um, if I'm stacking the Kansas City game, and I didn't mention Mahomes. I actually have a Mahomes lineup. That's the one guy I didn't mention. Mahomes is costly, though. So I'm looking to get involved in that game more as correlation back and forth plays versus stacking off the quarterback. So... I like Tyreek Hill this week, and if I use Hill, I'll probably try to bring him back with a 3,500 unit Barrios or a 3,200 Denzel Mims. Um, Those guys are two guys I really like. If I am stacking the Seattle game, and I really like what I've done, but man, look, I work myself down. I have nothing but like a 30, you know, if I've got like 3,100 left... You can play David Moore for thirty one hundred. He tends to give you a little something each week. His average game sort of pays off at Min. It's not going to help you a ton, but it'll pay off at Min, and it gives you a, an interesting leverage play because even if you're like if you play Lockett and he doesn't really pay off, but if it goes away from him and it goes to Moore, you actually create leverage, um, you know, against these other plays. So I think if you're in a GPP. David Moore is sort of a, a you know a port in a storm. He's an interesting dart throw. He's an interesting way to go contrarian. Um. Other guys who are cheap who I'm using, Irv Smith at 3K at tight end, Harrison Bryant at 3200 at tight end, A.J. Green at 4500 at receiver, uh, T. Higgins at 40, uh, excuse me, Rashard Higgins at 4200 at receiver, uh, Kendrick Bourne, if you're looking for a different kind of cheap play within that um, 49ers stack, you don't go all the way down to more, and with um, Kendrick Bourne you get a little more floor. A little bit more touchdown potential. Although, quite frankly, I think I'd rather play more. Um, Justin Jackson is a running back at 4,800 units. We talked about Lev Bell at 4,600 units. Uh, the Baltimore backs, if you're feeling frisky. Um, P. Ryan on the Jets. If they rule Gore out for some reason, he's got a hand injury. I think P. Ryan. Um, he's down around 37. I think. Um, the thing with P. Ryan is I don't I don't think he's a play in this game. But if Gore is out. He's gonna get like every down for the Jets. I think he'd be reasonable at that price. Um, and then DJ Dallas, especially if we get positive news breaking on that game, at four K stone minimum for a run back, uh, probably catch a couple balls, uh, probably have about half the juice. So I'm very open minded to DJ Dallas if we get, um, you know, good news there. Um, and you know, while we're talking about contingency plays, keep your eyes on the Denver game. Um, we're probably not going to find out till it's too late. But if uh, Lindsay is out, Melvin Gordon's a good play in a air quote, revenge spot. Not so much about the revenge for me, but just getting full juice. You know, he's probably got about an eighty percent share if Lindsay's out, so that's something to sort of uh, keep tabs on. Um, so, that's pretty much it. Let's just, for a couple minutes here, let's talk about the San Francisco game. Um, right now I'm stacking more from the Garoppolo side, and it may just be wishful thinking on my part. Just It's so much fun making the Garoppolo lineups, because in your heart you're like, well, if Garoppolo hits, look at this. And you can just build all these wonderful little fantasies. But obviously we are talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, so um, I'm not going to base my whole day on Jimmy Garoppolo having to have a big game. Um, so I am probably gonna end up split on this. I am not having a whole lot of trouble um, getting Wilson into my lineups as long as I don't try to bring back Ayuk and Kittle. As long as I'm willing to sort of choose one or the other, it's working out pretty well. Um, So I may end up with like four Wilson lineups, two with Kittle coming back, two with Ayuk coming back, and then mess around what I'm doing with the Seattle guys on the other side, and then try to mix in as many of these other plays you know, that we like um, as possible. Um, so, I mean, I guess the only thing left here is to talk about, you know, which <laughs> Seahawk we want to we want to stack with Wilson and bring back uh, against Garoppolo. I looked at this, you know, every week it's like, hmm, who has a better matchup, Lockett or DK? Um, we split the baby last week. It, I went a little heavy on the Lockett side, which helped me. Um, not enough. I did not have a great week last week. Um... But uh, Lockett, Lockett and Devante saved me. Um, Man, I put up like 220 points in the slams and won like 30 bucks. That's just brutal. But anyway, um, you know, looking at San Francisco, um, the first thing that jumped out at me was that Metcalf may have Verrett on him all day. So that's a little bit of a concern. Um, But we don't know if it's really going to be true or not. Moreover, um, you know, they're banged up throughout the secondary. Um, so it's going to be tough getting help. The help is going to be poorly coordinated. Nobody throws the deep ball better than Russ Wilson. He's hot. San Francisco does not have much pass rush, obviously, without Bosa. So, you know, I, I feel like writing off DK Metcalf in this game is not a great idea. So I'm probably going to do something similar to what I did last week. I'm probably going to be around 60% lock it 40% Metcalf at least in theory it may end up being 50 50 because I don't have enough teams to really break it down uh, to that percentage uh, and then what I might do I don't know if I'm gonna run any doubles with those two guys because the cost becomes prohibitive but I mentioned David Moore before and he has a ten- he has had it sort of a tendency to rise up when they try to clamp down one of the big dogs so what I may do is lock it with more Um, DK with more, and then lock it alone and DK alone, um, and those would be my four rust stacks, or something like that. Um, I'm definitely going to mix it up, but I just I feel really good about what Seattle's going to be able to do downfield. It's also worth noting that the tight ends don't do much against San Francisco, so this is a a game where logistically I think volume will be pushed by the defense to the wide receivers. It's just a really good day um, on a day where I don't like so much of the other stuff. I'm not going to get too contrarian. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play my Seahawks. I'm gonna play my 49ers, and I'm gonna mix in these other guys that I feel like are really solid plays uh and i'm gonna roll the bones that way um, so now it's time for you guys to take what you can from this use all your other sources of information uh, and get into your lineup construction and and hopefully i'll see you in the winner's circle at the end of the day um, so thanks as always for tuning in uh, appreciate it uh, onward upward giddy up Bobby Ogden on the piano. Thanks, Bobby. Mr. Charlie McCoy, harmonica. Oh, Charlie. Russ Hicks, steel guitar. Gentlemen, I'd like to present Muhammad Ali. Everybody stop talking now. I tell you. I told you, all of my critics, I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. I mean, listen, I told you today I'm still the greatest of all time. Never again defeat me. Never again say that I'm gonna be defeated. Never again make me the underdog until I'm about 50 years old. Then you might get me. But I didn't dance. I didn't dance for a reason. I wanted to make him lose all his power. I kept telling him he had no punch. He couldn't hit. He's swinging like a sissy. He's missing. Let me see your box. I hadn't started dancing yet. You can't say my legs are gone. You can't say I was tired. Because what happened? I didn't dance from the second round right on. I stayed on the ropes. When I stay on the ropes, you think I'm doing bad. But I want all boxers to put this in a page of boxers. Staying on the ropes is a beautiful thing with a heavyweight when you make him shoot his best shots and you know he's not hitting you. I would have gave George Holtman two rounds of steady punching because after that, he was mad.